There will be signs in the sun, the moon and the stars, and on the earth, distress among nations, confused by the roaring of the waves, and people will faint from fear and foreboding of what is coming upon the world, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Well, I wonder if you can remember a time when you when you were homesick. Um, I suppose we most most of the time identify that when, with with children, but it's certainly uh, not something that we uh, do not experience when we are grown. Of course, camp counselors are trained to watch for the signs of homesickness in in kids, especially those who might be away for the first time. I can remember so many of those, those kids who were overwhelmed by being away from home. Tiffany White Smith, uh, the author of the book of Human Emotions, found in her research the profound meaning of homesickness in, in history. It's interesting, in the, in the mid to late 18th century, Homesickness was actually counted as a credible source of physical ailment and even considered uh, one of several possible causes of death. According to medical records, homesick patients experienced the expected symptoms of depression and fatigue, but they also suffered from surprising physical symptoms such as sores and pustules and fevers. In severe cases, sufferers refused to eat, growing so weak as to eventually die. Their doctors labeled their deaths as cases of nostalgia. There's a real thinker. Uh, nostos, homecoming, algia, pain, home, pain, home, sickness. In her book, Keeping Place, author Jen Pollock Michael writes, Home is one of humanity's first gifts. I've become convinced, she says, that what happens from Genesis to Revelation can be told as a home story. God makes a home, sinners take leave, and the Father bids our return. More than that, I believe, she writes, that we must learn to share the gospel in this way, as civil rights activist John Perkins has written, the job of an evangelist is to connect God's good news with people's deep yearnings. From the Syrian refugee to the suburbanite, people are longing for a place to throw open the door and breathe in belonging. They are looking for a home. So as we begin... Advent with the little apocalypse from Luke's 21st chapter, we remember how far away from home we can be. There will be signs in the sun, the moon and the stars, and on the earth distress among nations, confused by the roaring of the waves, and people will faint from fear and foreboding of what is coming upon the world, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. 
In many ways, the feelings that these words evoke mirror the past couple of years of pandemic crisis, a world in turmoil, suffering from disasters, both natural and and human-made, speaking to the realities and injustices of a chaotic world where there is so much death. In her poem, When Death Comes, Pulitzer Prize-winning poet Mary Oliver writes, When death comes, like the hungry bear in autumn, when death comes and takes all the bright coins from his purse to buy me and snaps the purse shut, when death comes like the measle pox, when death comes like an iceberg between the shoulder blades, I want to step through the door full of curiosity, wondering, what is it going to be like, that cottage of darkness? And therefore, I look upon everything as a brotherhood and a sisterhood. And I look upon time as no more than an idea. And I consider eternity another possibility. And I think of each life as a flower, as common as a field daisy and a singular. And each name a comfortable music in the mouth, tending, as all music does, toward silence. And each body a line of courage and something precious to the earth. When it's over, I want to say all my life I was a bride married to amazement. I was a, gr a bridegroom taking the world into my arms. When it's over, I don't want to wonder if I have made of my life something particular and real. I don't want to find myself sighing and frightened or full of argument. I don't want to end up simply having visited this world. Now, when these things begin to take place, stand up and raise your heads because your redemption is drawing near. Jesus also said that I have come that they might have life and have it abundantly. Our faith declares that Jesus enters this world offering hope to a homesick people that often feel far away from God and even one another. Stand up and raise your heads, Jesus said, because your redemption is drawing near. So also when you see these things taking place, you know that the kingdom of God is near. These are words of hope for a homesick world. These words welcome us home. This first week of Advent speaks to our deep longing for our home to be made whole, made right and made well. In Christ, God enters a homesick world. When you think about it, the biblical narrative begins and ends at home. From the Garden of Eden to the New Jerusalem, we are hardwired for place and permanence, for rest and refuge, for presence and protection. Advent is said to be a season of, of preparation and waiting, and the question is here again this year, what are you waiting for? And how should you prepare? 
We wait for the Lord to return in glory with all of the saints and bring an end to sickness and despair and death and loneliness and prejudice. Our preparation is to live as though we believe in the promise and hope of redemption, not only for ourselves, but for the whole world. By giving and serving and praying with every act of compassion and grace, we do prepare for the coming of the Lord. These are big things to wait for, these promises of God. But before it all gets too big, God brings us back down to earth this time of year by having us wait again for the birth of a child. We're reminded every day that so much of what we face in our lives is just simply not ours to control. We can't keep ourselves or our loved ones from growing old or growing ill or dying. We can't put our arms out and put a stop to all of the injustice, pandemic or otherwise, and unrighteousness in this world. We can't see into our own future clearly enough to know what may be coming next. And even though all this uncertainty, in the midst of it, there is hope and promise. We, we look for the one who draws us together as God's people. This one is a gift to us from God. This is the coming of the Lord Jesus. This is a promise, a promise that the uncertainty of our present and our future will not swallow us whole. This promise on this first Sunday of Advent is for you. Stand up and raise your heads because your redemption is drawing near. As you prepare and wait for the coming of the Lord this season of Advent, I hope that you're able to make room for wonder and the surprise of God's grace. Into our fear and uncertainty, God has come. Everything has changed. Now we do have hope and a promise, a promise bigger than all of the problems in our lives and in the world, a promise welcoming us home. And so, I will end as we began the service with our call to worship. Can one be homesick for something you've never known? We are homesick for a just world, for peace like rivers, for the end of suffering. Yes, we are homesick for joy that is contagious, for nations that feel like neighbors, and for hospitals that run empty. We are homesick for the world that God promises. We are homesick but we are on our way. God is here. God is still creating. The snow fell against the light of a star without any offer invite came to As you leave this service, your service begins. Comfort the homesick, open your doors and hearts to others, seek sanctuary. Be brave enough to go home by another way. And remember that here in God's house, all are welcome. In the name 
of our foundation God, Spirit and Son. Go in peace. Serve the Lord. Thanks be to God. The joy that sets us free. How are